Welcome to Dice Carnival. You are listening to the Wild Beyond the Witchlight in collaboration with the Homebrew D&D podcast. My name is Misha, and I'll be playing Amanda Amazing, the detail-driven Sylvan Rogue Detective, closing in on her breakthrough case. I'm Cody Smith, and I play Philo Featherbottom. Philo is a halfling wizard who has gone through some rather strange events. My name is Greg from the podcast Dice Carnival. I'll be playing Astrak, the star-speckled grip-lead druid who yearns to leap for the stars but cannot leap. My name is Austin Brady, and I will be playing the character Hobbs, who is a sentient log warlock, and are very flammable. <laughs> Hi, I'm Geo, and my character is Tor, a young Harringham monk who ran away to the Witchlight Carnival as a child to pursue their love of dance. They've been working at the carnival ever since. And finally, my name is Adrian, your dungeon master and host. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Whether this is your first time listening or you're already a subscriber to our content, we at Dice Carnival welcome you and hope that you enjoy what you're about to listen. <laughs> Bye now! It was a clear night. The constellations twinkled far above a coastal swamp. The thrumming of dragonflies were replaced with the blinking of fireflies, and the lapping of the waves against the distant shore sent a soft, rhythmic melody through the reeds and cattails. And below the water, within a pond, resting beneath a very large crayfish, we see one figure seize for a moment a primal drive, pushing them outwards. Two eyes open at the base of a small form, vestigial legs and arms sprout alongside a slowly shrinking tail. Astrak, you're not sure what lies above you, but when you look up, you can see beyond the shimmering surface that you have known for your entire life that there is something bright something drawing you beyond the pond what do you do? Um, I'm going to start like making my way up the crayfish to get closer to that as you push forward. Go ahead and roll me an athletics check. Minus three. Minus three. 
Uh, that... <laughs> um, that's a negative three. What did you I, roll on I the rolled nine? a four, and I have a minus four to strength. In okay. that case, then it would just be a zero. Um, as you make your way towards the break of the surface, you find yourself growing tired. You see the other tadpoles, your broodmates that you have known since you hatched. Some of them content within the water, others breaking their way towards the surface. And as you grow towards the edge of it, as your little legs and arms begin gripping against the silty surface as the lapping of waves rests above you, you feel that sort of sensation in your chest, that sensation of your lungs wanting to inhale. And then you see two dark shapes dip below the water and scoop you up. And a moment later, <gasps> you feel cold air for the very first time rush within you as you find yourself surrounded by Gripply of dark skin and silver spots. They hold you upwards. The one holding you, she turns you in the back and inspects your back. And while you did not know the language at that time, you do hear her speak. People, it would appear that the prophecy has come true. It is a day of celebration. This young one, join us on the land in mud. And she turns you around, and you see about a dozen other Gripply holding small sort of lanterns and torches and even some bioluminescent fungi. Some playing drums and others playing other sorts of instruments. Food is then brought about as they carry you in a wicker basket as you breathe one, two, one, two, as they bestow upon you gifts of your arrival. As you are brought into a world of love, a world of community. Hmm. How do you feel? Um, I feel kind of cold, but I'm also feeling, I, I would say I feel comfortable, but I feel like I'm missing something. You see as they carry above you a faint glimmer in the moonlight. As braided onto a beautiful sort of beaded necklace. You see another sort of smaller gripply. Very old. Very withered. The pond mother of the previous generation. As she bestows upon you. A necklace with a leaf that glistens with the same light of the moon and the stars. And as this rests upon your small, froggy neck, you drift upwards into the sky where we see a constellation in the exact same pattern as the one on your back. Welcome to the world, Ostrak.
Definitely. And then my new one, you can just do all that stuff by pushing a button just by default. Nice. So, oh, cool. <laughs> all right, Wait, then. you can well, blow it up by default? Yeah, I can just push this button. <laughs> I'm glad that I got Where's that. Where's that button on my computer? I'm glad that I got that blooper in the, the reel. Um, all right, then. Welcome back, everyone. Um, okay, then. Welcome back, everyone, to the Witch Lake Carnival. A carnival that visits every eight years and brings about a rather distinct levity to it. Whether it be in a time of peace or a time of war, the people in the Fae of the countryside find themselves flocking to this carnival of excitement and joy to forget about their woes, to forget about their concerns. However, we are now faced with five individuals who had crossed paths but once before and now return to the Witchlight Carnival seeking something they lost, and most previously had been checking out the lost items stand of the carnival, and helped a very kind, speaking, butterfly-winged displacer beast locate a child that had wandered off from her gaze. Upon speaking with her, she thanked you, and told you a little bit about her cub, who had gone missing years before and being the reason why she tends to be so protective of children in general. But as you have said goodbye to Durlagron, you venture back out into the carnival row, and I leave it back to you. You hear many sounds and festivities. You have a map provided to you, uh, so you can kind of see what attractions are located near you. You hear, like, the buzzing of dragonfly wings over near the dragonfly rides. You can see the uh you can smell like the sweet scent of custard drifting from the nearby feasting orchard you hear the sounds of an organ box from the carousel you also have a chance to speak among yourselves i will say that in the time that you have spent here an hour has gone by and we will move the carnival up to the second hour of operation second out of how many you know that the carnival will run for eight hours. Uh, Tor would most definitely know that. Okay. Eight, eight, eight. Well, before we uh, move forward, I think it might be necessary for me to share some information with you all. Uh, could we find a private spot if you guys don't mind? Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I can find a good spot to pull you guys aside. Sure. All right. We could say that uh, might be a little bit. Hmm. What sort of spot are you looking for, Tor? Like, you know how sometimes in between attractions there'll be like a kind of open spot where people don't tend to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like uh, staff areas. I'd say that if you wanted like a slightly uh, quieter area, yeah, you could uh, probably walk over to Silversong Lake and uh, kind of find a, a soft knoll by the beach. Um, you know that there's actually a, a, a singer who performs on the lake, but uh, she isn't expected to begin her performance until later. So right now it is just kind of a, a pleasant place where you can see the gondola swans kind of drift in the distance. So right now that would be pretty quiet. If mm -hmm. much you want to talk about. 
All right. Yeah, just just so no one will overhear too much. All right. Well, I will there, follow your lead. We are, we are there now. I uh, you you come across the scene that I describe. Cool. Sit down. All right. So there's something up with this carnival. I know that's probably obvious news. Um. Or I don't know, maybe I'm the one who only thinks that it's obvious that there's something up with this carnival, but... Carry on. There's been a series of murders, particularly surrounding a certain old adventuring party. And the last living member has been traced here. Now... We don't know when the next murder is going to be because all of these murders have been associated with the Fae and for them, time travels in strange ways. And the last known data about the last missing person, Isolde, seems to have come to a dead end right here. So it makes me wonder why she's kind of gone off the books has become impossible to track and what may have happened to her with Mr. Witch and Mr. Light if if she's handed over this carnival to them. Well, we can't have do with any tragedy such as that on our grounds. We better get to the bottom of that. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, hmm. I just want to let you guys, I just wanted to let you guys know of my project before moving forward in case I end up being suspected of something. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't help but wonder if this might have something to do with the mysterious disappearance we noticed eight years ago. When oh, okay. yeah. Speaking of which... Wait. Did I, ever, did I ever hear about that mysterious disappearance? Yeah, right. I don't know if he did, because he was kind of... No. You were, no. You, were, you were really young. You don't exactly have a lot of strong memories of the time. It was more yeah. the, the sensation and the tastes and the smells that stuck out to you. What are you talking about mysterious disappearance? You seem to have missed it. Someone disappeared into a mirror before our very eyes when we were at the Hall of Mirrors. Oh. Did we see that? Did we see the pig face lady or no? Philo was the only one witness oh, to that. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it come out of the mirror and grab him. Pull him right in. It was magic. Very wild magic if I've ever seen it. I believe that when we left off, Philo uh, had um, discarded his hospital gown and is currently dressed in a pair of like suspenders and top hat with like a plaid brown stitch suit. A, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. a, a Mr. Witch cosplay, if we will. Yeah. <laughs> well, I believe with our dear old friend here, we should go to the Hall of Mirrors to it come, collect. Mm -hmm. it, it comes with a little toy pocket watch, too. It doesn't uh, actually work, but... Well, I think we've got just about enough time, according to my watch. Uh, that watch is... That watch doesn't work. It's it would appear to, to be eleven. It would be appear to be eleven seventy-eight. It seems to be working <laughs> to me. Well, that's right. I've ever heard of. I know time about the stars. I don't even need that. <laughs> so I don't see any stars at this hour. 
I guess if you were to squint very hard and have special equipment in order to see it. It is a beautiful day right now, by the way. Like, the clouds that are above you right now are, like, idyllic and, and sparse. It adds just a little bit of overcast, but not too much to sort of uh, sort of distract from the sunniness of it all. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is just beautiful. It is a beautiful, we'll, we'll kind of say, like, late spring day. Hmm. Oh, I have an idea. Uh, Tor, do you know anyone who's slightly above your position who might know why um, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light seem apprehensive? At least it's something I've overheard. Uh, we could attempt to talk to my supervisor, Carney. If 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 you would if that would be all right with you, we could start with him. But if if he doesn't have any idea, we can surely make our way around Carnival and ask any. Yeah, let's let's start into. let's start talking to people. Let's let's figure out the current situation, and from there we can probably pick up on something to lead us further. I will say that you do notice that. There does seem to be a little bit of fanfare kind of gathering around this lake. And you would even see kind of like drifting out of the, uh, or like the center of it. it. seems to be filling up with water at the moment. You know, nothing being poured in, it seems to be filling up from the bottom. This sort of big ornate, kind of like a fishbowl almost, that's kind of gilded, seems to sort of be filling up with water. And you see that there is uh, carnival hands uh, dressed up in sort of like ringleader style jackets kind of calling out come all come all be the great palasha in her heavenly voice a siren song for your ears a melody upon the water itself come gather all for a special performance here today as you see that um there is kind of a, a crowd beginning to gather and there's like these sort of like benches and stuff kind of up the bank of the water where people can kind of sit. A lot of nice grass where people kind of just sit on the ground. Um, and it looks like they've got a an earlier show now, Tor. Um, well, if that's as, done. Yeah. Well, and, mm-hmm. well, I mean, while you guys are here. It uh, would be impolite to leave. Yeah, yeah. Might it might be nice to you know yeah. watch the show. Might as well get our bearings together and maybe enjoy it while we're here before we go off yep. in and out, <laughs> all mysteries and whatnot. It's like you guys were kind of like sitting at like I like I like to imagine like you kind of like just found some seating area that wasn't being used, but like now people have kind of begun to fill in around you. Mm-hmm. Um. So you do have like a choice if you want to leave, but you've also got decent seating because you kind of got here. It's a little bit off to the side. Um, I'll tell you, sitting as good as this is hard yeah. to come across. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as uh, you see, everyone is gathering. All of, um, I'd say it would probably be Ostrak and Tor. The two of you notice a sort of dark silhouette kind of slithering underneath the water, and you see a couple of children kind of point in that direction. And then you see that there's like a spray of water as you see like a beautiful kind of uh, rainbow kind of shark skin patterned tail kind of fly out of the water. And then a moment later you see kind of as if kind of Moana style being lifted out of the water like a hand. A beautiful mermaid woman singing a 
beautiful melody that seems to cause the water around her to resonate as it lifts her in the air and she swims into the bowl itself. Oh, that's where, pretty. Uh, everyone can now see her swimming underwater. Oh, that's pretty. Wow. Um, Grace. And, yep. And as just as quickly as she kind of raises that melody, she stops and like all the water that had kind of been lifting up kind of like falls flat. And then there is a moment of silence. As she clears her voice, it seems like underwater. Kind of like the sound sort of resonating out of the fishbowl, being carried by the water itself. And just as everyone looks like they're about to like, kind of, they're not sure if they're supposed to clap or applaud or, or say something, she begins into a new song. And as she begins to sing, you begin to see a fish kind of swimming around in a sort of synchronous pattern. You see the water shifting around in a sort of beautiful display of sort of hydrotechnics. Uh, you see entire like waterfalls forming, geysers, you see like kind of mists kind of drifting off of the water, creating like a sort of what looks like a cloud of moisture, but as the sun shines through it, it creates like a rainbow that seems to perfectly encapsulate her stage in the fishbowl. And you're watching the show and it's beautiful. Like, how are all of you taking this in? I'm just vibing. I don't know. <laughs> I think Phyla is just like amazed and taken in the show. Yeah. Like, this is a song that, like, it feels like you've heard it before somewhere, Philo, but it's, it's like one of those, like, sensations, like, you hear something, you hear a song, and that melody just kind of connects with you, and you're not sure if you've heard it before or not. Okay. But it is, it is, it is incredible. I feel like Tor would be, like, you know... Like, you would expect Tor to be, like, pretty indifferent because they've been around for a long time and they're, like, trying to look pretty indifferent, but they can't help but... Roll me a history check, Tor. Roll me a history check real quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, six. You know of Palasha a little bit. Um, You've probably not been uh, super close with her, but you do know that she is a, a good performer. You think that maybe there has been some talk of drama, but you're not entirely sure of what. Um, when you were basically at your your last setup, that there was something that kind of went on with her that was kind of distressing, but you're not entirely sure what that is. But it seems like she's keeping a pretty stern face about it. She's performing really well, and the crowd is just eating it up. Yeah, They seem to be sort of eating it up for a while until she kind of drifts into a sort of chorus, and you hear kind of somewhere from like this gathering of like, probably like a good 60, 70 people at this point. And it's kind of gotten like so packed where like plenty of people are like stand standing in front of where people are sitting. And some of you, especially like Philo and Ostrock actually need to like stand up in order to like actually see above the crowd from the people who've kind of stepped in front of you. Mm -hmm. But you hear someone call out from the crowd. My God, what is that noise? I've heard sweeter sounds come out of the back end of a goat. <laughs> oh. You hear kind of like a crotchy woman's voice. And as that kind of rings out, there's like a sort of like stutter where the, the music kind of stops drifting, but she like picks it up onto like the next beat. Um, can I <laughs> tell where that's coming from? 
Yeah. Um, roll me a perception check. Oh. Ten. May I roll as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was about yeah. to ask about that. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if cool Tor would like... Yeah. yeah. Um, does Tor or Amanda want to roll? Uh, I feel like Tor would be better at that. Alright, go ahead, Tor. Yeah, I've it's, I mean, it's kind of your job a little bit, too. Yeah, that too. Oh, <laughs> I rolled eleven. Oh no. Oh no. So like both oh, of you no. kind of hear like it sounds like a little bit like behind you and to the right, but you don't exactly see a person. Mm-hmm. You do hear though um a few bars later kind of closer to the shore what sounds like a man's voice that says My god, when will it stop? <laughs> my god, I wanted to enjoy my day at the carnival. I yeah, Amanda's going deaf. Amanda's going to yell out, Oh, please, are you just jealous about how beautiful her voice is? Be respectful. (laughs) (laughs) As you do kind of like call that out a little bit, and as that exchange happens, you see that she stopped singing. And then in kind of like a bit of like a, a crackle, she goes to pick up the song again. But then again, just as quickly, you hear a child's voice say, Mommy, she won't stop singing. I want to go back to the cotton candy. Yeah, what a bunch of assholes. Something's wrong. Is it possible for me to insight check a crowd? Um. (laughs) I too would like to make loud gestures, screaming. (laughs) Disgruntled yelling. Okay, what we're going to do. Don't, don't. Uh, Roll me an insight check. Yeah. But once I get the chance, once I hear, like, if, if Hobbs says this. I'd like to be like, let's try to start a standing ovation. Let's try to get some hype well, going. Ooh. Well, let's be positive. Okay. All right, uh, 14 on insight. Um, There is just kind of something about these voices that just, you're not entirely sure how, how it's meant to go. It's just something just, they, they're different people. They're coming from different places, but something just is not right about it. Um, but nonetheless, as you're kind of going in and as you're kind of like trying to hype people up, the crowd has kind of shushed a little bit, like looking around where that voice is coming from. Uh, and the I... mermaid has stopped singing and she looks like she's trying to get back into the song. Uh, can Hobbs... Um... Yeah. Start. It's, is there like a, a a chorus kind of to this song? Is there some it's sort like, of like recognizable? It's like, a, it's like a beautiful sort of like siren song. There isn't any sort of rhythm to it. It's mm. like just a sung melody. Uh, but as like the silence has kind of fallen, as all of you have kind of fallen stunned for a few seconds, you see she just leaps out of the fishbowl and just swims into the lake. Uh, and begins swimming downriver. Hobbs very upset. Yeah, Hobbs is going to uh, start calling out and pull out their drum, and Um, but you do start to hear like everyone murmuring and 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 stuff like that as she swims away. Like, what's that? What? Yeah, actually, actually, I kind of liked it. I know, maybe I I don't have good taste in music. I I like Amanda's idea of giving an ovation. You guys start trying to clap and cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, yeah. G- give me a performance. Encore! Check. Encore! Uh, can encore. I add guides to that? Alright. So who's rolling performance? Both both you and Hobbs. Alright. Alright. I will give guidance to Hobbs. Okay. Alright. 
Please be nice to me, Dice. Please, please be nice to me. Frick frack. Oh. That's a five. Oh, no. All right. Hobbs. And more uh, one second. Build than a now, I know you guys are like, you are trying to like kind of cheer from the sidelines. It is a very big crowd, though. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be like a lot of mixed emotion happening right now. What's more is that she's not super close to you. She's kind of like got a very wide sort of lakes type of stage that she's singing from. And she's probably like a good like 50, 60 feet out from where she's singing. But her voice like carried like it's like in an amphitheater. Yeah, that's Um, a 13 from Hobbs on that roll. And the thing is, it's like you do begin sort of clapping and cheering and you do kind of hear like there is some clapping and like... But the sort of excitement that goes from it tends to be more of like a tune of respect. I will say, Amanda and Hobbs, you do clock that as you see the silhouette swimming away from everyone, kind of swimming away from where the the audience has gathered, kind of into the sort of circular part of the river. She does kind of like stick her head up and she like looks at the two of you. Um, You're not sure if it's moisture dripping on her face or tears. But she does kind of like clock you and sees you genuinely showing that you care. And then she just goes and swims underwater. She gives you like a small nod of like recognition and appreciation. But she also seems to be sort of dealing with something. Something's wrong. Amanda, though, something's not right about that voice. No, it's not. There's some there's some outside interference. Somebody was trying to set her up to take her down. Roll me a perception check, Amanda. My perception is trash. <laughs> hey! No 18. way. Nice. <laughs> perception is trash. Meanwhile, rolls like the best roll of the day so far. <laughs> well, it's all the high wisdom rolls. Um. I don't have a high wisdom. <laughs> 18, you say, though. But I rolled a 16. Yeah. (laughs) You catch for like just a moment. Kind of like a flash of like a red jacket that just kind of seems to sort of be eyeing above. And when you go to kind of like look as they move next to like a sort of like taller Goliath, that figure like just sort of disappears but you kind of saw the trajectory they were going. After him! And I point in that direction and start going as quickly as I can. Oh, shit. All right. Wait, what? what hold on. <laughs> Yeet! All right, then. Um, I'm going Amanda full police running. mode. I'm going police mode. All right, what about you guys, though? Uh, Are you going there? There's there's a mermaid, too. It seems like she's kind of swimming towards a nearby bank that's out of the way, but you could try to meet up with her as well. But Amanda seems to be sort of running in a direction. Do you do all of you want to join? Do you want to split up? I'm gonna, frozen up. <laughs> I'm gonna step in Amanda's direction and look back at the others and see if they want to go with her. Alright. Byla? Yeah, I mean, if they're all getting up, I let me pull yourself <laughs> up. Ostrock? Uh I'm kinda I'm I'm just like deer in headlights moments like uh I think I'll just stay here. <laughs> I will go speak to the merwoman. Right, Ostrock, so if you would like to join, I will head uh, that way. You can float right, along me. 
Oh, okay, right. that, that's you can walk good. along the shore to get her, but you could also float too. You you don't have to <laughs> climb right on, Awestruck. We will float down the river. Like the right, good then. old days. Meanwhile, right, um, as the two of you are kind of standing there and having that exchange, we see Amanda followed by Tor. <laughs> you see like Amanda sort of shoving through the crowd and like Tor using like their more must athletic build sort of parting it more properly, and Philo, who's sort of following in Tor's wake. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> um, God damn it, looks like you just like slide legs. through the crowd. Trying to catch up to my friends. Excuse yep. me. With his little tiny halfling legs. He's <laughs> doing his best. Halfling nimbleness, right. You begin running in the direction uh, of, of where she is. I want all of you to go ahead and roll me another perception check, all three of you. As you kind of run to the direction and you don't immediately see the person that, or Amanda, you don't immediately see the sort of person that you've described. Okay, let's keep going. This is 16. 12. 12 as well. As you run out and begin looking about into the area, that person is gone. You saw what kind of looked to be like a hooded figure wearing a red jacket. And you see that there's like a number of people that kind of wear red jackets. And like, I'd like to imagine like Tor kind of goes to like check them. But then you see like, it's like they're holding like hands with like a child or something like that. They don't appear to be the person you were dealing with. And the figure that you sort of spotted before wearing sort of butterfly wings and the jacket and the hood. Are completely gone. Can I fly up a little bit to get an aerial view? Yes, you can. Roll me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I don't usually ask for a ton of checks, but I'm gonna ask you to first roll me an athletics check <laughs> to see how well you can kind of maintain your position in the air to also look around. Okay. And this might give you advantage on your next check. Okay. Tor, Philo, do you say anything to each other? The 13 on the die. I'd just shake my head. Um, Alright, as Amanda takes to the air. Uh, um, I think that that's enough that you're holding yourself <laughs> steady. Um, go ahead, give me a perception check with advantage. Okay. Good, because the first roll was a 7. <laughs> okay, that's better. 19. That's a lot better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Even with that, though, oh, as you're shit. looking within this crowd... You get like another 20 feet of elevation around and like people begin kind of pointing and laughing. You're not the only person here that can fly, but it definitely does give a little bit of excitement. Some people begin to think like maybe you're an actor or something like that. Um, but as your little moth wings are fluttering, you look down and you, you remember the visage of that person. You know that if you saw them again, maybe even if they were dressed a little bit different mm -hmm. or maybe even just kind of had that same look on their face they had before. Which, even though it was kind of shaded and, and felt, you just you feel like you could place it again. But mm -hmm. whoever this person is, they are no longer with on on the shore of this beach. One more. They're thing. no longer. Yeah. Okay. One more thing I'm going to do. I'm not actively trying to look for them anymore. It's just for my reference for the future. I'm going to take a moment if I can find a place of something that I definitely know is their footprint. I'm going to take note of it. I will say, yes. You, you, what you do see is in the clearing that you kind of saw them walking across in the mud. Fortunately, without anyone uh, kind of stepping over it yet, without disrupting that little bit of evidence, you do see a footprint and a rather unique one. 
that seems to be like that of a talon. I take note. Like a like a chicken foot almost, or a bird foot. I will take and, note. And like you see, like there's like one kid who's like about to like step into it, and you like hold uh. the kid off, and they almost drop their cotton candy. You're like, no. It's a <laughs> tiny Baba Yaga hut running away. <laughs> but yes. Oh my gosh. But you do find that footprint. You do find that sort of avian footprint, and. At least we got something out of this exchange. And both uh, Philo and Tora, you you have a chance to kind of see the smud puddle as well. That is most strange. Do you know any Do you know any employees that have feet like this? Please tell me about your employees' feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> let it be. <laughs> spin me a tale of your employees' feet. <laughs> I will say that in a similar way as when. Uh, you know, you had kind of seen the attitude around the carnival sort of become a little bit more jovial when you had uh, helped recover the child. Right. You can feel as though the sort of attitude around here kind of begins to grow just a little bit more nervous, a little bit less excited. I was worried about Slightly that. less joyous. People seem to still be having a good time and people are still eager to move on, but the attitude around here has definitely fallen down a notch because of this heckling. Mm, yeah, I was worried about that. Well, um, let's hope it looks up from here. Meanwhile, Astrak, Hobbs, the two of you make your way around the edge of the bank until you kind of come to a sort of crossing of rocks that uh, the water sort of parts around and you kind of see like leaning against them, kind of moping to herself. Kind of like the eyeliner she has, even though it's obviously would be waterproof, is kind of dripping a little bit from her eyes. The merfolk, the merfolk lady that uh, you were hearing sing beautifully before these hecklers began uh, harassing her. Uh, hey, uh, how, you, how are you doing? Um... I'm 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 really sorry. Um, please, I I know you you didn't have to punch anything for that, but that 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 wasn't worth your experience. Um, oh, that, my that, sincerest apologies. That sounded. I, my great. voice just hasn't been the same. What? That sounded great. Um, something felt up with the audience. Thank you. Uh, I haven't introduced myself. Uh, my name's Palasha. I'm a, a singer here. I I guess I just haven't really been been feeling the same lately. Um a friend of mine seems to be kind of going through a rough patch and I I guess I just haven't been able to sort of get him out of my head in that regard and now it's affecting my performances and oh um who is this you're talking about? I don't know. Could we help with that? I don't, it may help you sing better. Yes, uh, terrors plague us all. Please elaborate. Um, his name—he goes by Candlefoot. He's a uh, another performer here. He kind of does walking attractions. Sometimes he's uh, by the Hall of Illusions as well. But he does. Uh, well, I usually do a lot of the performance with my voice. He he usually keeps his voice a little bit quiet. Um, Kind of like a like a clown, of sorts. Uh, mimery, as he calls it. Um, okay. But he he's got a really sweet voice when he uses it. And 
he he wanted to tell me something really important and the other the other day and then he just sort of got quiet and I'm wondering if maybe I did something to offend him or maybe I'm just worried about him I I don't really know but it's just hard to sort of focus on my performance knowing that he's in trouble and I, I, I don't exactly it's not exactly easy for me to to move across the ground most um, likely, would you be able to hmm? most likely these are misunderstandings maybe I'm sure we but, will be able to drag them back here whether they like it or not mm-hmm. um, but she does kind of appreciate what you say and she asks um if it wouldn't be too much trouble, would you mind if you, you see him checking in on him, making sure that he's alright? Yeah, we can do that. Where would we find such an individual? Could you go down a teensy bit more? It, I... it is peaking a lot on my end. Okay, I'm at like 25% here. Okay. Thank you, sorry about that. How about that? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Sorry, ask your question again. Where would we find this individual? Um, uh, maybe check the Hall of Illusions? If they're not there, not, where else? Not, I, I don't know, maybe you'd have to ask some of the other people at the carnival. I, I, I haven't seen him since yesterday, though. Alright. And what will they look like? Um, really sweet man, very, very soft, very pale skin. His eyes, kind of a translucent, sort of milky gray. His chin, sort of angular and pointed. <laughs> Sounds like an absolute horror. Let's go find him. <laughs> she's like, she's, she, she seems to sort of like be lost in thought as she's describing him a little bit. And she like snapped and she's like a little confused at you as you, you two walk away. Unless Ostrock <laughs> would like to say anything. Uh, Hobbs, I don't... You gotta do better at describing people. <laughs> we all body horrors. What? Look at me. Observe. I am a log man. Feel the I terror. See, I don't see a problem with this. I don't I don't know. I well I'm going to assume at this point you two walk out of the water because you said you're going through the water to get to her. Well, yeah, frog yeah. like log. Yeah, frog yeah, like yeah. log, frog sit on this is log. As we're leaving. Just yeah. for anyone who is imagining you standing on ground while doing this, you are surely mistaken in our canonology. I am floating on my back and Ostrak is sitting on my chest. <laughs> we're just speaking. Man to log conversation. <laughs> Frog to log conversation. Frog to log to fish. Listen, yeah, Um, you wouldn't understand it. It's strictly a frog to log conversation, y'all. Well, (laughs) if all if if you begin making your way out, I imagine you're gonna make your way to the group. You see that the group is kind of gathered around a mud puddle. Um, it looks like they were just about to go find you as all of you meet up. I too sometimes stare at my own reflection in puddles and wonder why. We'll find, you a pro- we'll find you a professional to deal with that. First of all, leave. <laughs> so we could not find the person who was being extra suspicious. However, we do find that they have a suspicious footprint. Okay. What is suspicious about it? What is suspicious about it is they were running away from the scene right after what I assume is influencing the crowd in a possibly magical way. 
in order to produce heckling. Which is not good for the carnival. What an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, is cussing something. allowed? I sorry, cut time out. <laughs> yeah, you go. Know. Okay, you cool, cool. I I totally forgot if that was like I thought you were asking or... Tor. I thought you were asking Tor. Like <laughs> no. are we allowed to curse carnival? here in this carnival? Honestly, that, that, I do that see is a children fair point. about. <laughs> I mean does cussing affect the negativity of the carnival or not? I mean it depends it it it, it it it's more of like a, a difference between a fuck you and a fuck yeah. True, uh, true. As long as you're not cussing someone out, we should be yeah, okay. Yeah. Usually usually watch it around the kiddos. But if you know. we are if we are not you're, you're meant allowed... to be family friendly. <laughs> if we are not allowed to cuss and torque and fucking stop me. <laughs> Alright then. Well then the floodgates. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what cheese? You are, you are in fucking thin ice, bro. <laughs> Right. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> so, what are you? What? Are, what? What's the? What's the plan here? We will head towards the Hall of Illusions because we have yeah. a previous engagement. Mm-hmm. What is this? Um. So the um, singer lady, we talked to her. Um, she's worried about a person named Candlefoot. They definitely Candlefoot. sound. She definitely seems in love with him. You have to find her milky <laughs> boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> Uh, this sounds Hobbs! fascinating. I would, I would go along with this simply for the entertainment of it, but because this seems to might perhaps be part of the investigation, or at least helpful to do, I he was along. He was described much like a marshmallow. I'm sure we will be able to find him. Hobbs, I think you need some education and manners and proper common. We've talked about this. He, he'll work <laughs> on it. All help together. I'm sure by the end of our time here, we will have a proper gentleman in you. Wait, inside of him? Like, we're gonna carve one out and put one inside? Only if they buy me dinner first. (laughs) (laughs) This is a children's establishment! Children establish this carnival? I wouldn't know. Uh, Are you guys- Are you guys heading to the Hall of Illusions? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Uh, as you make your way towards the Hall of Illusions, um, you kind of pass by a couple of uh, elegant scenes um, in the process. You see... Uh, hmm, which ones that I haven't done? <coughs> you see um, a satyr with a sort of red and white striped horns kind of like playing pipes. And following behind this individual, and like as you are kind of like making your way kind of past the big top towards the Hall of Illusions, you see that there is a procession of rats dancing behind him. Each one holding the hand of another rat. Aww. Oh, that's cute. And they seem to be doing like a bit of like a jig as they follow the satyr who is kind of pied pipering them along. Oh my god, that's adorable. Look at and those little to, mice. And you're like stopped for like... And you're stopped for like 30 seconds as like they kind of like are crossing your path and you wait for them to go by. <laughs> a lot of traffic here at the carnival. Do they get paid? A struck! A struck! Yeah. Don't those rats look so polite? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Look at those polite if I had more gentlemen. time, I'd figure out exactly if they're 
like that. I don't know. <laughs> so to become a gentleman, I must behave more rat-like. I understand. <laughs> you see... Well, you, you should behave home. as a gentlemanly rat. Yeah, like these as, rats, not like street rats. As you I hold home. all of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, skipping down the yellow brick road, you all take each other in tow and approach a large tent painted a familiar tent painted with a mural of shifting images that show the grinning faces of fairies diving into pools of colors. Helical stripes of the tent's pointed canopies rotate in spirals, and the whole display seems designed to befuddle onlookers. You see, in front of there is a clown, dressed in muted garb, that stands at the tent's entrance. And you see that they're kind of carrying a basket of uh, white roses, and just kind of is... Uh, blinking at you as they're just kind of uh, sort of fiddling with a ticket puncher in their hand. Uh, two, one quick question. Um, is this this, the Hall of Illusions is the um, like mirror before. maze. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. It, it is the same location. Alright, I was just double checking. Uh, what's uh, the mermaid's name again? Palasha. Palasha, yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, Hobbs is kind of like sitting on the stool outside this tent is this clown Hobbs is going to walk up to what he believes is Candlefoot is this individual like white and like pale and soft this this person this this is a very creamy man (laughs) what is wrong with you creamy gentleman may I pick you up The, the individual like stutters a little bit Kind of like looks at you and kind of says, shaking their head side to side and kind of like gesturing with their hand, like across their heart, like, I appreciate the offer though. We have been procured to take you to Palasha. As you kind of like say that, and um, he, he just kind of like looks surprised and shakes his head back and forth and like waves his hand. Okay. Why not? Palasha's worried about you. And he just kind of like gestures with his, his his neck and he kind of like touches his throat and he goes to speak and he goes gestures his hands outwards. Ah, so you cannot speak. And he shakes his head back and forth. One must not or hold on one second. And he gestures uh, with his hands and he seems to sort of like put them together in like a sort of flapping sensation or flapping image. One does not require did your Sorry, voice fly away? You... And he kind of like stunned and kind of like gestures very theatrically and gestures towards you in a sort of like sensation, like kind of. One does Can not need it? a voice to love. <laughs> and he sweats his brow. He looks about as if he cannot find it. Roll me, everyone roll me an insight check. Oh. All right. I have a feeling he's just doing a performance. Oh, that's a good insight. All right, what's my I have 17 on the die. What's my insight? I forgot if I am proficient. I am proficient, so that's a 19. I rolled nice. 15. Rolled like a 9. All right. <laughs> so, Philo, what did you roll? I got a 16. All right. So, Hobbs, as far as you can tell, this 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 clown is performing an act. 
Um, however, the rest of you, you, you sense like there is like a strange sort of recognition of absurdity that like he's doing, but he doesn't seem to, but he seems to sort of be trying to communicate something sincere. There seems to be something more to what he's trying to communicate. And he kind of gestures with his hands again at his throat and gestures with his hands like flying off away from his throat. And he's peering around. And Amanda, kind of based on your initial assumption, like maybe this is an act, but then you're realizing like this mime seems to be trying to get through to you about something and is communicating with you the best way he can. What does your voice look like? Kind of like looks at you like shrug and like gestures with his ears. Hmm. Like, you think like he's confused, like, voices are heard not seen well Ah. well i don't know maybe you i i this is a very strange place i don't know if you just woke up without your voice or if you literally saw it fly away um he he gestures with his hand pointing at the sun and kind of like gestures in a back rotation and then you see him step onto the ground on one knee and he pulls out of his pocket a ring and kind of like in a sort of like show um, towards you, Amanda, he kind of like gestures as he raises the uh, ring out of its pocket to reveal a sort of glittering diamond at the bottom of it. And as if like he's about to speak, but then he sort of clasps his hands and he clasps the uh, box and he looks away in shame. Oh my goodness, Amanda, they are proposing to you. I think- You I are think, so lucky. I think he is demonstrating how he attempted to propose. To, um, he, he like goes from shaking his head in his hands to like no? pointing towards Amanda like yes. Uh, not uh, not Hobbs. You've got it right. Yes. Uh, wants to marry Amanda. Got it. Oh Hobbs. <laughs> he like shakes demonst- his head back and he's forth. He's demonstrating how he attempted to propose but couldn't because his voice flew away. And this was yesterday. So it's been gone for a full day now. He nods up and down. Wow. How am I supposed to find it? What foul beast has taken your voice? He points his hands together and he flaps his hands again. It just flew away. It's like the it's some sort of bird. Literally a bird. He he point he he points at the two of us Ostrock and Hobbs and nods his head up and down. A bird. And, a but bird. Then, like, he, but then he like gestures like his hands being really small and he expands them. And then flaps his arms up and down. Lots of birds. No, An no, exploding no. amount of birds. He, he holds a, a very, single finger up. A, a singular big, bird. So a one, bird. So one then he bird expands his took hands. your voice? He shakes his head up and down, and then he sort of like expands like small, and then he makes the his hands wider. And flaps his arms. Did the bird just, did the bird swoop down, or did it suddenly appear? Was it a bird, or, or some sort of fae? He... Shrugs. But did it look like a bird? He nods up and down, but then he like gestures like his hands like trying to indicate big. It's a big... Was it a bird bird. person? He nods up and down. There's a connection! Oh, that's fun. That that was the person person I spotted earlier who was running away. So wait, would that mean that this bird is trying to use his voice against Palasha? Uh, That's that's possible. This bird person steals voices. This bird person's a parrot. <laughs> he like puts his hands on his chest, like shocked. No way. 
Humst? Mm. Well, okay. we should we should probably report this discovery over to your lovely lady. I do kind of want to check. And then he like he gestures with his hands yeah. back and no, forth like. No, 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 no. I and he holds his hands up here and speaks, and then like he points towards himself. We should try to return your voice. Like, please, like, like he shakes his head back and forth and like kind of like okay. prays, like okay. points towards Won't him, points towards you. Okay. Kind of very concerned. We want we want to preserve his moment. Yes, yeah. he's keeping a secret here. Okay, we're keeping a secret here. We are after the bird. And he like puts his hands together and he walks up to you, Amanda, and he shakes your hand. And he walks like to each one of you to shake your hand. Thor, do you know of anyone who works here who has particularly bird-like features? What I know. Bird-like features? I mean, you haven't really had... I mean, you haven't had really many avian folk here for for at least a few years. There was a couple of acrobats a while ago who were Aarakocra, but they kind of left the carnival after a year. In that case, we might need to end up just looking around. Yeah, it might might be someone who's come to visit the carnival though. So Wait, isn't this isn't today yeah. isn't today the first day of the carnival? It was at the uh, it was at the the last last place they were at. But the person could... so that's somebody who traveled with the carnival. Who traveled yeah. quite a distance to catch up with it. Exactly. And from my own history, I know that's hard. It's probably easier if you're a bird person. True. I Fly too. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Oh, I mean, you have a point. I guess. All right, the hunt begins. Let's, we'll we'll look around, and if we see, um, yeah, can we, can we just um, go he like the looks at all of you with like the the hand puncher. Like, do do you, do you want to go inside? I do want to go inside. Yeah, we shouldn't, while we're here, we should investigate the, you know, mysterious occurrence that we yeah. ran into last time. We All right. I'm, yeah. Punch, punch. Yeah. Um, we should maybe also ask the mime after we get the voice back. It like, in exchange for doing this thing for you, can we get any information on these like? you know, murders or disappearances. Like, that could be a good system of exchange. True. We, we need to be careful about giving away the full details. Yeah. Because I am kind of undercover right now. I'm undercover? Who knows who might be... Why else would I be dressed as a reporter? Um, because you have a job as a reporter? I... And I would be talking, asking about a case that is not open to the public. I mean, How does if you did want, dress? <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, you could potentially speak to like a member of the staff or a more senior member of the staff if you're trying to get more information. Yeah, but we need to deal with happening. this first. Because right. this is so a part you... of it. And who knows, maybe this one bird person is attached to all of them. All right, so are you going? Are you are you going to use one of your ticket punches to go into the Hall of Illusion? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay then. Sure. Um, I will say that the policy has Wait. been updated since eight years ago. It is going to be one punch per person. What about me? You got a ticket today. You got to punch it. I mean, so you got it. All right. Well, 
What about last time we came in here? Uh, you snuck in. Yeah, are we not? Are we able to do that again? Huh, it's not. Like to, it's, it's not. It's not the worry. We have money. Do not worry. If I need to, I can pay for you. Yeah. Okay, you can well, usually I've... get up your ticket each punch. So everyone mark that they have one ticket gone, one mm-hmm. punch from their ticket. Seven right. left. You haven't had any left. And uh, Candlefoot will will happily uh, punch each of your tickets as you step within. The interior you see is the same one, hardly changed. It seems some stuff has been moved around. Some mirrors look like they've been replaced. That uh, you still see that familiar sort of cabinet that you saw. Uh, that you see like the, the the mannequin holding the wand and wearing the witch's hat with the big smile on its face, kind of pointing down. Behold Tasha and her hideous laughter. We're just gonna investigate that because why not? <laughs> You walk up I, to it. Can I yes. try to? Can I roll me try, a wisdom saving uh, throw? I'm gonna try to hold. I'm trying to gonna try to hold him back. Uh, no. Too oh, late. That's fine. I save. It's a twenty-four. You get a little chuckle, but you hold it down. Yes, Amanda. No. Why not? That thing brings drama. Oh. I mean, it's kind of funny. What's wrong with that? Oh shit. Oh, he he didn't know. What happened? Okay. Okay. You see. We'll unpack this later. As like you are kind of staying there, you do hear like a little bit of a voice behind you, of uh, a a woman, older than you, probably, you know, maybe like twenty five, twenty six, and. you see that she's kind of dressed in a bit of a sort of baker's outfit, and uh, she is just kind of like looking at all of you and says, You, you look familiar, the, the halfling says. Is this the same one that we saw here? You... They still have that dreaded thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Nancy, we should meet again. Part of me feels like this entire carnival is some sort of vicious trap of misery. I, but I can't be open about it. I was I've, hoping that maybe Reuben would still be here. He didn't come home after the carnival and the neighbors saw him. He didn't really have the money to head up towards the port. So I thought maybe maybe he joined the carnival. Maybe, maybe after I, I embarrassed him, he'd still be with them. But maybe he left. He my, de- my fault. Be here. My dear friend Philo believes he is trapped inside a mirror. Uh, it's not just a belief; it's a it's a knowledge. I understand how you feel. No, we mean literally. Yeah, literally. Magic. I suppose. A great curse befell you. She she looks over at Tor and says. You haven't seen him, have you? You 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 look like you worked here. Oh, I work here, and I haven't seen him since that day eight years ago when he disappeared in this very hall. Maybe, maybe I should be ready to move on with my life without him. I think eight years is too long to grieve for a man who. Well, at least give it eight years and a few days. <laughs> I have been investigating know, some mysterious appearances. If someone did what if some if someone did what I did to him, I, I don't think I'd wanna face anyone ever again. 
You didn't it do was, anything to him. It was out of your control. It was but a misunderstanding. <sighs> Most adult issues can be solved by simply talking. I, I wish that I could talk then. Voice. And here Thank is you. The thing. Um and and What's yes. your name? My name's Ween. Miss Ween. Everween, technically, but Miss Everween. I'm here to figure out what's up with these disturb with these disappearances. That's what I'm here for. And you if anything he isn't the only he isn't the only person who left? Probably not. We don't know the number. Oh. Well if you ever find him, if he ever wants to see me again, I'd I'd wanna talk. And I wanna say I'm sorry. Even, even I can't just pretend that I didn't have any role in any of that. Should have been so reckless. I, sh I should have looked harder. I should have... I, I... One mistake and he runs out. It, that's not the only thing that went wrong, I guess, in our time together. If you find him, please let him know. But I, I do want to head home. Yeah. Don't forget, I, I, I grew up in this town as well. He was a part of my community too. It's... It's important that we find him and now's our chance. So hold out for a couple more days and if we don't find him, I'll come tell you myself. Thank you. And um, I hope that at least you find what you're looking for at the carnival. And she'll make her way out of the tent. Dang, she really didn't have any hope. <sighs> I guess it's what this place took from her. Amanda, as you sort of look through the interior, it is very much the same. You see uh, many of the sort of same areas. You see that there is even the back room. You find very little of note out here, except you see many of the same sort of depictions you saw before. In fact, Amanda, yeah, that's, that's what you see for now. We're digging into the back room. That's the last place we saw him. Let's go. Surely enough, you navigate through the back room and you make your way towards that same mirror you saw before and say that the mirror is gone. What? Where is it? Is that right here? There are a couple of other mirrors that are kind of stacked. There are a couple of them kind of He's broken, but none of them, none of them nearly as elegant as the one that you Philo it, you had right? gone. None of them were nearly as elegant as the one that Philo you had gone. Hey, Thor, it's a little bright if I... Uh, loot the room on official police business. <laughs> I will let you just ma make it, make it discreet. Oh, of course I'll be discreet. It's my job. Okay. It's extremely well, well designed. Super nice filigrees. All right, time to loot the room on official police business. <laughs> Roll an investigation check. Oh yes, finally something I'm good at. Um, I'll guidance that. Sure. What do I add to it? D4. Oh, the natural 20, but I'll add a D4 for it. So that's 25. <laughs> 25 plus 328. Yeah. What feels, really, what feels really weird is that even though the ground itself changes, there is still some sort of a memory that is there. But you are most confident that that mirror that you saw before is no longer there. All are the mirrors in here are either broken or surplus. This place is is empty. 
Uh, for the are, most are part, any... besides okay. what it's full of. Like, okay, that so is what no I'm going to tell you with an items. at-20. Okay. You guys have explored this place technically eight years ago. And the interesting items, those that were left behind seem no longer to be there. Dang. Well. Nothing but memories. Nothing. And those looking for them. Where would you keep a mirror if not in Do I find the door frame that I bonked my head on? I will say, though, in some places, Amanda, it does feel eerily empty in some areas, and you're not entirely sure why. Maybe there is more here, but you don't have the means to see it. Ah. Magic stuff perturbs me. Do you want me to try and find magic stuff? I can if cast possible. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ritual cast detect magic? Yeah, I can do that too. I'll, I'll do All that. Right. We can scan the room. All right. I don't know why I imagine in this particular situation, a griply casting detect magic is basically just meticulously licking a mirror until it reflects <laughs> until it reflects auras. <laughs> so as you are kind of in this area, and Ostrok begins kind of pulling out his ritual components, he pulls out his star map. All of you kind of have a little bit of time to linger around here. As uh, I mentioned, all of you are kind of like looking around a little bit as he does this. At a certain point, you hear like a bit of a shuffling and a noise about halfway through your ritual ostrock as a voice goes. Hey, someone out back here. You kind of hear like a low, somewhat familiar grumbling voice. Who's back there as you kind of see like the cur curtain to this back area be sort of drawn open. Um, I got a Tor. Tor, what do we do? You know, no one's supposed to be back here, right? Orders from Mr. Witch, Mr. Willite. And I'll find you as you hear the sound of a uh, kind of burly bugbear. Hold up, I'm staff. Don't worry about it. We'll be out of here soon. I'm, I'm, I must insist that you, you leave right now. Um, as you see that there is a, a bugbear who is approaching. You see that this uh, individual seems to be wearing a pair of bright blue dungaroos that seem to be sort of stained with uh, little bits of paint. You also see that they appear to be wearing a pumpkin on their head and very, very, very tiny little fairy wings on their back. <laughs> uh, sort of fairy wings that like everyone in the carnival has to wear. Uh, was it <laughs> curly or burly? It is a single bugbear. Um, and you recognize him, Tora, as Burly. Listen, Burly. Mr. Witch doesn't need to know we're at back here. We'll be out soon enough. Even still, we don't get... Not even I'm supposed to be looting around back here. You, you, maybe the word didn't get to you, Tora. I, I gotta insist you gotta leave. I, they're a little bit antsy right now, and... It'll, it'll, it'll be a little easier on everyone if... Uh, I shake my, if we don't I cause shake any my head a trouble. little bit get a little bit in character please sir my my friend's just my friend's just taking care of himself for a moment it's it's something it's something to do with um Did he casted a spell it's something to take care of himself and that looks it, like it magic just, though just needs about he just needs about five minutes it's not going to impact anything it's just for his own health we just don't want we i'm just helping <sighs> i we don't want listen you seem like decent here. people i know you're casting magic right now i I really appreciate that, like, you're trying to help out, you're trying to do something. I 
maybe five minutes, please. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Me and you can talk later, but you gotta leave right now, okay? Okay. I'm not yeah. the only one that knows that you're here, and if you're gonna be causing trouble here, it's it's gonna get on people's radar, and they're gonna start asking us to do things that we don't really like having to do. All right. And I I, I really I, I really I really appreciate that you're trying to do something, but they're really really on edge, and if we'll talk later, okay? Yeah, okay. We'll get out of here. I understand. Thank you. I'm 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 really sorry, but you, sir, you you need to clean up and, and leave. All right, guys, come on. After and they're gone, like, look at you, Amanda. After after they're gone, and I know they're gone. Ah, dang it! My friend is sick. Always works. <laughs> it's okay. And I, I I whispered to Amanda. It's okay. Roll me an insight check, Amanda. <laughs> insight, insight, eighteen on insight. The way that he kind of speaks a little bit, he seems to legitimately say he's sympathizing, and he seems to be very clearly picking up what you're trying to do, even though you put on a bit of things. Like, he, he, he knows something. This man is the type of man who knows something. And he kind of gets a feel of what you're trying to do, but it's like trying to hint to you, this isn't the way to do it. All right, let's get out of here. And we probably should start looking for that bird person before they can fly off. All right. Well, I will say with the time that you have kind of spent at the show in here, we move on to the third hour of the carnival. Baseline by. And as we kind of pack up from here, as you follow Burley out of the Hall of Illusions, we see almost like a faint rippling sensation from this sort of empty spot from where the mirror was before. As if a sort of like rippling of a veil or the surface of a calm lake before all goes dark. And we will see everyone in our next session. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to always salt your water before boiling. Farewell. <laughs>